an island off of West Africa. Okay, and Jonathan just crawls around eating lettuce. Like what? Like there's no country called West Africa, right? The West, of, a- it's an, West island, of an island off West Africa. <laughs> Africa's fucking huge. Yeah, an island about? in the in the world. An island I off know. of Africa. I'm just telling you what the article said. Okay. Which, why? What? Which island? Saint Helena. Saint Helena. Okay. You are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast. We are here, as always, in the reactor. It definitely smells in here. It's definitely too hot. Here with my brother, Adam. Hi, what's up? Hi, Adam. <laughs> We've got a segment coming back. Adam, gripes and digestion, baby. First of all, shout out. Shout out to who, Adam? Who did we just talk to? Peter Tosh, legend of the reggae. Peter Tosh, and also Marco. And also Marco. Marco, our dog. Thank you so much for the kind words. Thank you, you and your amazing girlfriend listening before you go to bed. What a That's great way amazing. to listen to our voices. That's the perfect way to listen. Perfect way to listen. Love you. Love you guys. Adam? Yep. That's Noah. I'm Adam. What's up? What's your gripe? You want to ask me first? You usually go first. Gripe digestion. Go ahead. I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. Here's my gripe. Mm-hmm. Okay. We go to this coffee, so <laughs> where we get our dirty chai from, by the way, it's late in the day. It's late for me to have a dirty chai. It's about four o'clock. That means I'm going to be aroused late at night tonight. Yeah. A lot of aroused. That means I'll have to play some video games, lots of video games. That means my girlfriend will probably get upset. Okay. But anyway, gripes. Okay. The coffee shop right by us, coffee time. Okay. We go in there every single day. Every day. Every single day. Pretty much every day. Pretty much every day to get dirty chais. For some reason, they still act like they have never seen us before. There's no wave to hello. There's no little nod of, I've seen you here a lot. It's like we're a complete stranger to them each time. Like we're an alien and species. My, my gripe is just that, you know, we <clears throat> go there every day. How, you know, how about a hello, right? What other two short Jewish twins are going into that coffee shop that they're confusing us with? It's the same dudes. It's, it's what us. If, what if there is like two other it's pairs, us. two other pairs of short Jewish twins that go in there during the day? You know, and they're which like, which, one of the they're like, which Jewish twin pair is this? Yeah. Short Jewish twin pair is this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Digestion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bringing it back. We're bringing it back, welcome baby. Back, digestion. We're welcome back. The other day I was going for a run. Okay. It was, it was raining in Portland, Oregon. I was going for a run in the woods. Okay. Not only did I see a homeless man like hiding behind a tree that was terrifying during my run, but during my, the middle of my run, it's raining. I'm sweating. I really have to go to the bathroom. Okay. And it's because the night before I ate the leftover, po- my girlfriend's leftover poke. Okay, so I'm running. Okay, I get to a portal potty. It's in the middle of the woods. I go in. A portable potty. Portal potty. Sweat's dripping down me. I'm soaking wet because it's raining. I go. I run a little bit further. I have to go again. So I run back to the portal potty. Ruin my run. I remember just sitting in the portal potty being like, this is pretty miserable. And I still have like five. I'm five miles from home. Just wet and cold and sweaty and in a portal potty. <clears throat> I can't believe you found one there just in the middle of uh, That was good luck. Nowhere. It was really good luck. And I'll be honest. I'll be honest with the people of Portland, Oregon. There was no one on the trail, and I was considering it. Oh yeah, just going on the trail because I was di- I was dying. Where what is where is the Porto? Just for me, it's Tell at me where the, it is. yeah, it's at the end of of Wildwood. Okay. If you keep going on Wildwood, wow. Um, also Porto, yeah. Do you find any dead bodies in there? Like so when I was running, mm-hmm. there was I was running, and all of a sudden a man disappeared behind a tree right next to me, mm-hmm. and I was terrified for my life. Yeah, I was like, am I going to get assaulted by this homeless person? Maybe. Because there was no one else there. It was raining. Yeah. Fun times. 
Fun times. Anyway, gripe suggestion for you. Uh, my gripe today is when you're walking your dog and you see another person with their dog and there's kind of an unspoken... Yeah, give it to me. There's an unspoken kind of code in which it, one of you must step off and go to the other side of the street. 100%. Because, because otherwise your dogs are going to have some sort of leash interaction. <clears throat> and a leash interaction is never really a good interaction. When ever. two dogs meet on a sidewalk and they tangle with each other. It doesn't matter. My, my, my dog's super friendly. It doesn't matter if they're friendly. It's just like annoying. Even if they're both friendly, it's just like annoying to untangle the leashes and stuff. Or one of them is not friendly, you know, and then you got like a bitey situation. Or the owner's holding the or dog the owner, back too hard the leash, and then he becomes aggressive. They just can't exhibit their no- normal behavior on leash. So they can't read signals right. correctly on right. leash. Right. But you can't yeah. let them off the leash because so, there's a road there. So it's up to one of you to step off. You can even step off into the street and just walk past and go back to the sidewalk. 100%. But you can't just look at each other and just walk past. You know, someone has to step off. I'm always the stepper offer. Me too. Always. So I've been trying lately to not step off. And I'm really surprised by how many people will not do a step off. They will just walk straight past you, have a really awkward leash interaction. And then, then do, you get tangled and it's yeah. just like, all right, well, we could, I saw you from a mile away. So I could have been avoided. But I'm pissed that I'm always a stepper offer. See, I am also always, I'm a read reactor. I read the situation and I always step off. That's interesting. Cause I'm just, I'm always looking for it. Cause I just don't want to deal with it at all. No, I got a little game for you. Yeah, give it to me. Okay. Question for you. Which of these three animals does not have a known regenerative capability? Deer, humans, zebrafish, sharks, or spiders? Which one of these animals does not have a regenerative regenerative capability that we know of? Deer, humans, zebrafish, shark, or spiders? I'm going to have to go with spiders because the mammals, like when you get a cut, you regenerate. So I'm going to go with spiders. Is that your final answer? I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Actually, spiders can regenerate their legs. Sharks can regenerate their teeth. Deers can regenerate their... Oh, antlers. Antlers. Okay. Humans can regenerate their... Fingernails and hair. And? Skin. Organ. Epidermis. Epidermis. Epididymis? Epidermis. Epidermis. The skin. Yeah, okay, that's definitely one thing. How about the organ? What's the organ that humans can regenerate? Okay, don't tell me. Don't okay. tell me. That they can regenerate this organ. Yes. They can't fully regenerate it. Like, they can halfway. We, 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 I'm a human, right? Me? Not not an alien species. Ship of Theseus. Ship of Theseus. They can halfway, we can halfway regenerate it. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess something because I actually don't know. Uh, I'm gonna go with the, the, uh, the, the sphincter. Nope. It is not the sphincter or the stomach. It is the liver. <laughs> the liver. Yeah. If you, oh. when you, you can, um, if, yeah, you can regenerate half of your liver. Like it can heal. Yeah. You can mess it up and it can come back. Right. Or you can give away half of your liver and it can regenerate itself. That's possible. Yeah, I know. I know what you're thinking. I know. I just don't, I, I want to drink my dirty chai and not make a sound in the mic. It's tough. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So liver. So many animals can regenerate their missing body parts. But the greatest of all regenerators is what we're talking about today, and that is the planaria. Yes, the planaria, baby. So take us to today's topic. What are we doing? Yeah, absolutely. Guys, today, today, today's topic is what can planaria tell us about regeneration, consciousness, and immortality, okay? I know you guys are thinking the planaria that you cut up in school, you know, and you're like, we're way past that. Okay, go back to those babies because they're really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, we're back. Science we're, we're is back to We're back to planaria, back. and they're actually, they're actually really cool. Okay, so Adam... In beginnings that don't suck. He's got 60 seconds. Sure. 60 seconds to, di- sure, to yeah. dissect, if you will, 
the planaria. I sure do. You ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Three, two, one, go. In ancient Greece, Aristotle, ever heard of him? Yeah, my dog, Aristotle. Discovered out. that a lizard could regrow its tail. And for centuries after, naturalists unfortunately tested the theory that all animals have regenerative properties on various animals to the unfortunate death of those animals. In the 18th century, when studying flatworms, an early scientist remarked that they were immortal under the edge of the knife. He's talking about planaria. This is the first Western mention of the most prolific regenerator known as planaria. A planaria is the colloquial term that refers to a species of flatworm of the class Trichlodida. That's not Spanish. I said it with a Spanish accent. Definitely said that Tri- right. Trichlodida. Planarians have the extraordinary gift to completely regenerate themselves and have split into 200 different pieces. <laughs> Reese's pieces. <laughs> Guess what? They will regenerate 200 different seconds. individuals. Not only that, but planaria do seem not to age, as no one has any idea how old the oldest planaria is. Can this immortal flatworm, Noah, be the key to everlasting life? Oh my god, I hear your timer. And that's the timer. I just made it. I think it is the key to everlasting life, Adam. Yeah, tell me more I about like that. I think you ended that. Hey, guys, talk about everlasting life. The theme of this episode is possibilities. Woo! Possibilities. Possibilities. Show me some possibilities. Okay. Well, to do that. Yeah. Adam. Yes. Tell the people why this thing that they probably dissected in science class in like fifth grade, why yeah. why we've come back to it. Why we're giving them back the planaria. What is a planaria? Why is it so interesting? Okay. Let's talk about why planaria are important. First of all, regeneration. So as mentioned above, the planarian, they undergo restorative regeneration process in response to any kind of injury, including, as we mentioned, if you cut them up, they will fully regrow themselves. So if you cut them in half lengthwise, they grow lengthwise. If you cut them in half horizontally, they will grow a new head or a new tail in all in a matter of weeks. So they do this very, very quickly as well. So as told by... The history and enduring contributions of planarians, a study done in 2014. Planarians are ideal for regenerative study because they undergo such amazing feats of restorative and physiological regeneration. So that's number one. Number two, they resemble us in certain ways. Planarians are important because we have overlap in our genetics, especially in stem cells, which planarians use to regenerate and we also use to regenerate and heal as well. The proteins in both us and planarians are similar. Furthermore, planarians possess other physiological traits which resemble ours, including their eyes and brain, which are basic copies of our own, people say. Boom. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about my voice. It is leaving. Just a quick quick, quick aside on digestion. I did. I eat pizza, ice cream, and cookies in the same night. Ever since I did that, the <laughs> acid, like the acid reflux, my voice, it's just been yeah. killing my if voice. If anyone has pot that doesn't have munchies in it, that would just be... That would be an amazing strain. kill for that. The non-munchie the strain? The non-munchie strain. Hey, to, to, to open kimono, the section that you said about planaria, mm-hmm. um, one of the reasons that they're such good, they're such good research partners, essentially, yeah. besides that they're, you know, easy to handle and everything, is mm-hmm. that the other uh, species that exhibit regeneration, yeah. st- starfish, um, sea anemones, hydras, whatever... Planaria are like the next step above them closer to us. On the uh, the tree, on the, tree? If you will, the complexity scale. Okay. So there are other creatures that they regenerate as well, but planaria are just, they're closer to us. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they, they are like a simplified version of us. Right. Perfect for studying. Okay. So, uh, so they regenerate, they resemble us. They also exhibit anti-aging properties. So as the same paper I mentioned above says... In addition to restorative regeneration, planarians also display physiological regeneration, repairing anatomy as it ages. 
So as the paper further argues, planarians, they can also maintain this kind of physiological regeneration for decades without losing any ability to regenerate. And they do not develop cancer or any kind of ailments that, you know, big ones that hurt humanity. Right. So they just, they just keep going. They're basically immortal. So like while, while our stem cells are used to repair our organs, the problem is that our stem cells die off as we get older and they get less effective at it. Whereas planarians, they have adult stem cells, just an abundance of them. So they can just keep going. Right. So all the adult stem cells that, that humans have, mm-hmm. we have when we're an embryo yeah. and we lose it when we become a, become a, a being, a human being, a real human being. We, st- we still have them to repair organs, but then they, they die off as you get older. And that hurts your, that, that is the cause of aging. One of the causes of aging. Right. And planaria have a plethora of them. Yes. And therefore they, plethora. Do, they do not age because they can fix all their parts all the time. So the fourth thing about why planaria are important, Noah, is that the stem cells, like we're talking about, they stick around. So stem cells that become specific tissue in humans stick around in planarians through adulthood. So what's what's a stem cell? When we're talking about stem cells, stem cell is a cell is a cell that can become tissue. It can become any kind of tissue that you need at that moment. So it is like a uh, oh god, it's I, like in mine. It's like a, a block in Minecraft that can become anything. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a generic block that can become anything. Okay, so theirs, the adult stem cells in planaria, they stick around, so they have them, whereas ours will die off. It's a generic block that can become anything, but it, it can also become, like, really specialized cells. So, like, right, so, like, the, 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 the stem cells that Adam's talking about, they move to, like, the cut, the wound. So, let's say that, like, when the planaria, when you, when you cut it up, they, they, those stem cells move to that area where it's cut up, and then they just, they, like, read it. Yeah. They, like, read it and become all these different specialized cells. Adam, why is this super important for modern medicine? Why is it so heavily researched planaria? Because as you can imagine, if they are simplified versions of ourselves, okay. And if they can do these amazing things like regenerate and defy aging, why wouldn't we want to study them? I mean, aging is one of the, the worst effects to mankind right now. Like you could argue that it kills the economy and you could argue that it is just a huge cause of suffering. Obviously with aging comes cancer and all these other diseases and the loss of ability to function properly and obviously death. I'm surprised actually that that is the position you took. Would, would you would you cut out aging if you could? Well, so we're getting to like the uh, the moral. Just part touch of that. This. Touch. You want you want to leave that for open? Come on, you want to touch that quick? I. I mean, it's such just such a giant thing to talk about. I I don't know. I would have to think about it more. How do I feel about it? Like right off the top of my head. Yeah, off the top of your do head. Do we really want to solve aging? Actually. Yeah. Do we really want to become immortal? I mean, there's many books. Many papers written about if, the dangers okay, of becoming okay, okay. immortal. I'll make it real simple. I'll make, I'll make it simple. Remember, this is a top of the head. At, this is you top, top of the head. head. Okay, this is me top of the if penis. You, if you tip had, of the wiener. Tip of the wiener. This is tip, tip of, of the wiener. Tip of the wiener. New segment. Tip of the wiener. So, yeah. if you had, if you had the choice right now to make um, aging go away, to drink the holy grail, to drink, the, to, to drink, the, in, to have everyone drink the holy grail, yeah. or you have the choice, you know, to, to have that not happen, yeah, or not to do it. What do you choose? Oh my God! I mean. So I mean, you'd have to say no, right? Tip of the winner. No, I would say no. I think that I would say no, but I think we'd, I'd have to do further research to do it. Freak. Uh, yeah. I know. But yeah, I, I would say no. Forever. I mean, that's just an entirely Think about thing. this. If yeah. you lived forever, it would, it would, it would change your whole conception of life and time. Right. Yeah. So like, for instance, me and you doing other businesses, 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 yeah. we've spent a lot of our lives trying to do them too much and too, too much, too, too much, much of our lives. Yeah. And so there's a cost that comes with it. Yeah. 
if you were immortal, there's no cost with any decision. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, like Dr. Manhattan in, in the Watchmen, basically, who loses like the will to live and be with other humans. Didn't like, read a little bit of Watchmen, did not like it. Don't like that part? Did not, just didn't like the comic. It yeah. wasn't for Why me. not? Why not? Because I'm a guy, when I sit down to read something, I, I want happy. You don't want like a really heady kind of depressing. I don't like depre- anything depressing. It, it can be heady. Just, just depressing, depressing is like, it's, it's just, my, you know, I gotta, you, you gotta work through the slog of life. I don't need to have something depressing also yeah. when, I, when I go back to read. What do you want when you read? Kind of a, a light romp? A romp. I, I want. I want. I want something. Something interesting. But you know, I like to be. I like it more interesting than like kind of like depressing and down. Anything down and depressing, it's not going to be for me. Yeah. So the moral question, I'd probably have to say no for now. Right. That, that's a good answer. What would you say? I would say. I would say no. As I've already said. But there, I don't think there's any denying that aging is an actual process by which your body can. I mean, as we look at planaria, it can almost cure if we get things right. We figure it out. Oh, so you think it can be cured? Oh yeah, definitely. Can be cured in the relative sense that it is possible, but there's also the can be cured in the sense that it's so com- it is possible, but yet so complex that it I isn't mean, actually possible. That's the thing is, planarians are similar to us, right? They do not age that we know it. We cannot tell how old they are because they're so good at, rege- at, at maintaining their body. It doesn't seem like they age. So yeah, I think that we could definitely fix aging. I think that if an advanced society, if you're looking thinking about the Kardashev scale, remember the Kardashev scale? Give it to the people. Give me give the people the Kardashev. It's basically a classification for alien civilizations. Going, oh, right, 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 yeah. Yeah. And if you're thinking about a Kardashev level civilization, someone that just some civilization that's solved fusion, right? They have massive, massive civilizations with energy sweeping across the galaxy. Like, I think that they probably solved aging. For sure. I think so. Well, aging is big for space. For, what they talk about is aging is big for space travel. Oh. Right? Yeah. So, like, like, if the speed of light is truly the limit. If that's the limit of how, how fast we can go. Push it to the limit. Push it to the limit. Push it to the limit. I wish we could end each episode with like a song. Push you know, it just legally. Um, so space travel, yeah. aging. Green. If you're immortal, Green. you're able to you're able to get the stars faster. Anyway, I'm bringing us back. I'm bringing us back. Yeah, go hey. ahead. So Noah, planarian with re- regeneration. How do they actually do this regeneration? How do they avoid the aging process? What is like the biochemistry of it? Get us into the nitty gritty. How does this actually work? Absolutely. To start us off. Okay. The big question everyone's asking themselves: How you, who's saying what? green anaconda? Who's saying green anaconda? Guys, yeah. look up green anaconda on YouTube. Green Just give it a listen. Anaconda, How many pieces anaconda. can you cut a planarian up to and have it regenerate? Okay, oh. the big question, Adam. Well, what our, would you guess? Our guy, One Pagan. Our guy coming up. What did he, he say? He cut it into two hundred pieces. Okay, what do you think the record is? The record, the documented record. The documented record. I mean, it's pretty sadistic. Is there, is there someone just like? With like a nail file D- by documented record, I mean someone that has cut up the planaria into this many pieces, and they all regrew back, and it's published in a scientific journal. Like a hundred percent regrow rate. Yes. Really? Yes. So that was like just one guess. Of the parameters? Yes. Uh, I uh four hundred. Okay. No, damn it. It's 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 two hundred seventy nine tiny pieces. Oh my okay. god. Okay. Experiment performed by Thomas Hunt Morgan cut the planaria up in two hundred seventy nine pieces. This is from one planaria, and each one of them grew back. So from one planaria, he grew 279 of them. And they all grew back? <laughs> and they all grew back. What? Did he have to get like a way bigger Petri dish, right? No idea what he did. How big is that How big is that Petri dish? Well, what I'm more interested in is how did he, how did he do the cut so fine, right? Is that a laser cutter or something? Right. Okay, I mean, so this, it begs the interesting questions. Yeah. Why don't they just intentionally do this so they take over the world? Okay, yeah. so, so planaria do intentionally like split. When they asexually reproduce, they just split in half, and then there's two. 
But why wouldn't they split to 279? To take over the world? To just yeah. take over the world. Then there'd right. be a world, world of Planaria. Right. We could be ruled by Planaria right sounds, now. Sounds, sound, sound, sounds great. Yeah. Um, also, begs the question, ship of Theseus, which one is the initial Planaria? Ugh, of course. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Well, it's, it, it is genetically the same Planaria. That's the problem. That's the problem with that asexual reproduction is that there's no genetic diversity in the species when they do that. So it it is a carbon code code wise. It's a carbon copy of it. So, okay. So then, if the planaria had a personality, mm-hmm. would all two hundred and seventy nine of them be the same? Well, you're talking about its its brain, right? Yeah, it's cranial. Um, I don't know. Like, is it a is it a direct clone? Is it a baby? I mean, if it's reproduction, it's a baby, right? I think it's more of a. I think it's a baby. It's a child baby. Does yeah. It have, but it does it have any other genetics? If it's asexually reproducing, it doesn't. There's no other genes to put in there but its own. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Right. So, yeah, that's right. So it's not really having a baby. It's more like having a clone. Yeah. So I guess you're right. You're definitely right. It's like 279 clones. Yeah. Okay. First off, I we you know we can regenerate. As Adam mentioned at first, humans. When you cut yourself, what do you do? You regenerate that epidermis. The epididymis. Okay. Yeah. So much like us, as mentioned before, planarians use stem cells to regenerate. But the different, the biggest difference I read is that planarians have the stem cells that we have when we're in the embryo. The stem cells that are just they're forming all different kinds of shit. Planarians have that for their whole life, and because of this, they're they're immortal. Okay. From an article in the National Library of Medicine in 2010. When a planarian is cut, what happens is the stem cells, which are actually called neoblasts, they go to that to that site of the of the cut. Yeah, that's where they create the specialized cells. The reason that 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 I mentioned this, that this is interesting is because the big thing that try, scientists are trying to find out now is like how does this cell go to this cut? It like reads the situation, uh-huh. right? It's it's like because every so think about it. You take a planarian, you cut it down to two hundred seventy nine times. Yeah. It's like every cut. You're gonna have some cuts that are like towards the tail. But like in the middle, they might have part of an organ in it. Yeah. So it like reads the situation. It's like a little computer that reads the situation yeah. and it like yeah. it can it can do it from there. Very important because that is some that is something that we can't do with our stem cells right now. Have them read the situation. To read the situation. So if you if you're thinking yourself, okay, why can't we just inject stem cells into an organ that needs to be regrown? You know, you need you have like a tooth that needs to be regrown or something like that, some kind of tissue. If you do, if you do do that, it turns into something called a teratoma tissue, which is incredibly disturbing. If you see it, it's a, it's a tissue blob. It's like a combination of hair, teeth, brains, all combined into one. It's, I was looking at images today. Wait, do what? Do what? If you, if you make your, make your cells try to regenerate If you, so if you're like, okay, great. We have stem cells, right? Why don't we just inject stem cells into this certain area to make it grow back? Like if your heart, like your heart got cut off and you need to regrow your heart. Yeah. The reason we can't do this is because that the stem cells, they don't know what to change into. So they will just form this big blob. So we need to first figure out how to differentiate the cells as much as we can before putting them in. It just forms a blob of disgusting human. Yeah. Yeah. It's really gross. I mean, there's actual experience with that. Yeah. But keep going with what you were saying. Uh, no, I just totally, I totally agree. Cause I just don't, I don't understand how we're ever supposed to get to that level of understanding this stuff. Yeah. To build like a little computer like that. As, as you guys can probably imagine, like if on the, in the 287 parts, 286 of them don't have a brain. Yeah. Only one of those parts has the brain. So these, this, these cells are operating as their own brains and like reading the whole situation. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
an example of how a planarian regeneration works and basically like how it's studied is that scientists try they try and drill down to get to like the exact gene that causes an organ replacement. Yep. So let's say like the heart, um, the lungs, or or the liver. Okay, all of those can take different kinds of stem cells to regenerate. So in order to come up with stuff, they have to isolate that. Okay. So Carrie Adler in 2014, she, she was able to find that planaria exposed to chem, the chemical sodium as sodium azide caused them to lose their mouth. Okay, and this is this is perfect because you you want the planaria to lose one thing, and then you can research, you can look at what genes come up to redo it. So so if one thing was studying that's been studying them that's been difficult is to like make very small incisions that don't hurt other organs they just hurt this one thing. Okay, so they're trying so the, they're they're controlling for the whole body. They're just removing one specific thing and seeing how the stem cells react to that one area. Right. Okay. Right. Cool. This is an example of like of the research that scientists are doing. Yeah. Okay. When watching the genes that cause regrowth, okay, of of that mouth, they narrowed it down to a list of 356 stem cells. Oh man. Okay. So this is like the painstaking months and months of research that that this takes. Yeah. Scientists then ran experiments blocking each of the 356. Okay. To see, so they would block each of the genes using RNA. Yeah. To yeah. see if if that if they blocked that one, would the mouth recover? Oh, so they're trying to get at the specific. They are trying to yeah. So gene? yeah, the, the more I read, the more I realized that like st this kind of research, it's all about narrowing down and down and down and down. It's just to get further and further down to what is the actual gene that is the most important for mouth regeneration. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Out of those three hundred and fifty-six, they they ran experiments to block each individual one. They finally got it down to the gene FOXA, isolated it as having the greatest role in regenerating the mouth. Okay. Mm -hmm. The reason that this is such a big, a big discovery. Star Fox A. Star Fox A. Okay. Yeah. The reason that Star Fox A is, is such a big discovery uh -huh. is because when they've now isolated the gene that is, that is good for regenerating the mouth. Mm -hmm. Now they can move on to getting it, you know, let's get closer to humans. Is fox, can fox A regenerate human mouth okay. tissue? Of course. So they probably went to like pigs first or something. Right, right, right. Yeah. Once they get down to that gene. Okay. So they got it. So do they do they do anything else? Has to be seen. We've yet to be seen. They that, haven't published they haven't published a follow up. That's what One kind of said you. is that you just do the study and then then you just publish your findings and someone else picks it up somewhere. Right, because you can imagine like just the way that their labs are designed, the equipment they have, the team they That's have. Just so much work. It's to just do so much work to do this that to take that to the next level, it needs whole other kinds of equipment, whole other kinds of specialization. Okay, that, so do different genes in the stem cell are they are they assigned to different body parts? Yes. So that good question, and that's what was interesting to me too is that they have to make these micro incisions, or they called it uh, because she's using a chemical to get rid of the mouth. Mm -hmm. it, they called it like chemical uh, amputation or something. Okay. Um, so they have to do that to get rid of specific organs to then see when they grow back, what kind of gene is there. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So star Fox a star Fox a otherwise known as Fox a. Yeah. Okay. For the planarian mouth. The other thing but before you, before you go with the other thing, which I really want to hear about star Fox B C and D, you know, the whole old Starfleet. I just want to I have a small gripe here. Do about, a bit, do about, a barrel. A small gripe about my matcha. I have a gripe about my thing too. Just tell me yours. Is that the uh, the paper straws that they're giving out? These cardboard straws. They suck. They just like they not, wi they wither. Them it's not mouth. a thing. It it's, literally closes up. I know. My straw. Let's hey. paint a picture. My like a stem cell. My straw has turned into something else. 
It's now closed. It's a closed it's, tube. It's literally driving me nuts. Because of this cardboard straw. It's driving me nuts. When Starbucks has figured this out. Yeah, they have. Starbucks figured this out. The lid on your plastic cup. Yes. Just have that be a little mouth hole. Yeah, just have that be. I'm, I'm going to take the lid off right now. Yeah. But I'm stem selling and transforming and the lid is now off. So you stem celled your lid off. Yeah. Can I just tell the people too? I'm drinking my dirty chai out of like a, like a, what is this? A, a, a hydro flask. And I can't do it without getting sound on the mic. So I just have this dirty chai that I cannot drink. Yeah. It's driving me nuts. At the Star Wars Institute for Medical Research, Planarian were, give, were given, a, again, we're talking about Planarian regeneration powers. Yep. At the Star Wars Institute for Medical Research, Planarian were given a lethal injection of radiation, Adam. Yeah. Okay. So you take a Planarian, you give it an injection of radiation. To the scientists. Why, why? Why were they doing that? They're just like, can, they're just like, could, a, could these cell, like radiation. Yeah. Okay. It changes your cells. Okay. Right. Cancer. Like that's why there's cancer, cancer treatment. Right. Yep. Can they survive? Can planarians survive? So it's like cancer. Basically. Can they survive this? Okay. And to yeah. scientists' astonish, astonishment, the neoblasts or stem cells of the planaria multiplied at the radiation site and rescued the planarian from the radiation sickness. Okay. That was insane. Wait, what? It it rescued the planaria from the radiation sickness. Yeah. Their, it, their uh, stem cells. A planaria had radiation, and their stem cells are so powerful that it just wiped away the radiation sickness. Okay, two things. I have two things about that. Yeah, give it Number to me. one. I'm going to drink my dirty chai. Hopefully, I don't get that. Was Lou on the study? Lou, who you mentioned last episode. Sweet Lou. Lewis? The generic scientist. My dog, Lewis? Yeah. No. Okay, sweet Lou. Um, and then the second question was, how do they do that? Those are both really good questions. Yeah. Next, next, next topic. In a landmark study about the same, in a landmark, those are really good questions. I, 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 that's all I read. That's all, that's all I had. Uh, I wanted gotcha. to learn more. I wanted to learn more. That's it, amazing. In a, yeah, it is. It is. It's amazing. Okay. Like literally, radiation segment. Can you, wait, so just, they, they can't get cancer. Well, ima- no. Imagine this. Chernobyl. Yeah. It blows up. Yeah. Okay. Imagine that anyone that had radiation, radiation sickness, just yeah. treat it right away. Well, at that point, we're not even going to be doing fission. No, at that point, we're so, not even doing fission. I know. Can I go back to your, your your other thing too? When you talked about the computers. Yeah. Sure. Or just like the the stems. So we keep saying neoblast and stem cell, and I'm sorry. A, ne- a neoblast is the type of st- is is what scientists call the type of stem cell that a planarian have that work that work really well. That is uh, that can change into many things. That can change into many things. Yeah. It is a, t- a neoblast is a type of stem cell. Yes. Okay. You got it. Um, we got it. So you and we got it. And Lou. Yeah. Thanks, Lou. I hate the hydroflask, my dirty chai. Yeah. It's killing my style. Okay. So the the ne- the neoblast. Yeah. How would we ever get to the technological standpoint that we would be able to Cut up a cut up a human body into that many parts and have something that can read what to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can tell that the research is really painstaking. It's it's, I, it's extremely cutting edge. All this research yeah. we're talking about is it was basically yeah. in the last four years. I wonder if we'll ever get to that point. But it's like regrowing a finger. Okay, regrowing an arm. Okay. And anyway, Lamar started the same research group in 2018. Yeah. Okay. We're talking about drilling down. Yeah. yeah. They're always trying to drill down. These guys were able to drill down further than Neoblast. Oh shit. Okay. Oh shit! They were able to whittle down the eight thousand types of neoblast cells to a group now called NB two cells, which control most of the regeneration. Okay, so that's where we've gotten now. In twenty eighteen, we're at NB two. We're we're st- we're at NB two cells, and that's that's really what causes all this good stuff to happen. Okay, interesting. How do we know that the worms can be immortal? Like physiologically, how do we? How can we? How can we read this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there's an experiment done, Adam. Yeah. The ability to maintain length of DNA in a cell is one of the key components of aging. Okay. 
One one thing that happens when you age, the end of a DNA string, every every time your cells regenerate, a little bit of the end of your DNA string is lost in those cells and it gets shorter and shorter and shorter. In, until? Until it gets so short that eventually the cells being like, cell says, I'm not going to divide anymore. And then you oh. don't get any more new cells. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 I watched. Right. So you can't maintain. I watched, yeah. Adam, a 25-minute YouTube video from a really boring scientist about yeah. aging to try and understand this perfectly. And let me tell you. Yeah. It's unbelievably complex. Yeah, definitely. But I'm trying to get the general, what is generally happening. Yeah. Happening. No, I'm sure okay. you'll do fine. Okay. So basically the, the cells are, they're, they're regenerating. When they regenerate, the DNA, your DNA gets shorter and shorter. So short, in fact, that at the end, the cells say, we're not regenerating anymore. You're just going to die. Because if I regenerate again, I'm going to lose the DNA. Uh-huh. Okay. So when the worms, when the worms divide asexually, Adam. Okay, when they split into two, or when you cut up the worms into 287 different parts, the DNA, the DNA length of their cells goes back to its original length from like when they were born. They've measured this. The, when you cut up the planaria? Yes. The cell length okay. goes back to before right. they were born. I really want people to understand this. Let me, let me, let me, let me bring it back. Okay, break it down. Me and you, yes. when we age, one of the things you can measure aging by is the shortened DNA chain in our cells. Yes. Over time. The planaria, when you cut it up into all those different parts, you can measure that that DNA chain. It goes back to like its original it's length. Full of, chain. It's full chain. So it, it's it's like us. Just one day, all our cells are brand new. All our cells are like one day old. How and about how about the original planaria? Does it have that full length chain still, or just it's, it's kind of child parts? When you cut a planaria in two hundred seventy nine parts, the the original is regrown. Uh huh. Right. Oh. Where are you? Yeah, no, the original is uh, you cut the planaria up to 279. I, for some reason, I was thinking that the original was like whole, but it's not. It's part one of the pieces. Did I explain that? Do you understand this? Yeah, definitely. It's a physiological example of, of how they don't age. It's, okay, it's, so, it's actual research to show that they don't age. So not their, just their DNA chain is the same as if you were a child. Their DNA chain. Yeah. You, you yeah. Adam, their DNA chain goes back to being like a child. It is like you... One day you have thirty year old cells. Yeah. Okay. The next day you have a day old cells. Yeah. Okay. So scientists have measured this. That'd be great. Okay. That's that's incredible. I mean, what that's an, incredible. What incredible. Your so responses they, so, are not. So they physiologically do not age. They. Phys- that's the evidence is that they do not age. Thank you. Yes, they physiologically do not do not age, not just by observation, but by scientific reasoning. I thought you were gonna love that section. And honestly, I just didn't get what no, I wanted. That was a fantastic. Section. It's a heady section. That was a great section. I had to watch. You I know literally had to watch twenty five minute YouTube video. One side of my brain, it, like one sucks. side of my brain, planarians that do not age. Right. That's a fantastic fact. Planarians scientifically, based on their DNA strands, they have I, evidence that they do not age. On the other side, I have this matcha here, and the the straw is completely closed. No, I know. I, but the, our coffee drinks are killing me. Yeah, it's killing me. It's harsh in my mellow. Do you have anything else about planarian special regeneration and aging? Um, no, I just, I just thought that I thought that, that, oh, oh yes, I do actually. Okay. But I have, I have, I have stuff about regeneration and aging in other animals, Adam. Okay. I just want to say that that is an incredible fact that they don't age. I mean, that's why they're so special. They do not age. wonder why people are studying them and why they're so important. That's why, because they, they don't, they appear not to age. If you can regenerate anything. Right. If you took an asexual, let me, and and our our guest, our guest is about to come on. He let us know that basically no one's ever seen a planarian just die of natural causes because yeah. they are immortal. So 
if you took a planarian and you just put it in a petri dish and you're like, I am going to pass this planarian down through my family and make sure it just like it make sure it doesn't die by natural causes, it would just keep going. Uh-huh. It would not stop. It would re- re- it would keep dividing, reproduce, reproducing. Planarians, when they're by themselves and they're not being cut, you know, cut up, they divide. They said they divide naturally, and that's how one becomes two, two become four, mm-hmm. four become eight. Okay. Okay. So we've talked about how amazing planaria are with regeneration and with stopping the aging process, but now it's time to talk about the truly outrageous capabilities that planaria have in regards to memory. And to do this, we want to bring in Dr. One Pagan. One is a professor at Westchester University in the Department of Biology, and he's the author of two popular science books on Amazon. And I gotta say that One, he's a very, very lovely man. He's an awesome guy, and he was very generous with his time. And he's written extensively on the study of planaria as a model brain analog for humans, and is working on using planaria as a test for addiction treatments. We recorded an hour-long episode with One to be used a little further down the road about animals and drug use. But we just couldn't wait to get this one out of our treasure trove. So we are running his thoughts concerning planaria and memory specifically because it is incredibly fascinating. So when you talk about memory and planaria, you talk about how like a planaria, one planaria, if it's dissected into three parts and three new ones grow, it can retain some kind of memory. They can. And I, have, I can do you one better. You can actually cut the planarians in like 200 pieces. <laughs> and if you and if you take care of them, each planarian will regrow into, each piece, sorry, will regrow into a full worm. Okay? Oh so, amazing. R- r- riddle me this. Which one of those pieces was the original worm? Of course, <laughs> I'm, I'm being facetious. I love it. I love it. Uh, I love it. Uh, okay? But... Yes, uh, there's experiments that they began in the 60s and they were not very well believed in the 60s for very good reasons too. The person, the people who did it, they were not very careful with controls, things like that. But those experiments were repeated recently uh, with proper controls, with computers, eliminating human observation bias and whatnot. And they basically, that, that's part of the group of a research group of Dr. Mike Levin at Tufts. He's the greatest guy, and I'm sure he's going to win a Nobel Prize, not just for that, for many other things, but uh, I digress. But I said it first. So, uh, <laughs> you heard here. He, he actually, yeah, he actually trained a, uh, a planarian to recognize the uh, rough surface of a plastic uh, dish, okay, and relate uh, correlate that with the presence of food, basically. Okay. Okay. Then he cut their heads off. Uh, of course, he didn't do it with just one planarian. He did it with a bunch of planarians. Right. right? So he was able, to, he and his uh, group, they were able to find out that the tail pieces, the, the pieces that without the head, when they regrew the head, they they seem to, to retain some kind of memory relating, relating that rough surface with the presence of food. So, uh, in other words, the tail remembered. That's right? amazing. So, yes, it is. Uh, and that opens, uh, and I'm doing this completely on purpose, uh, a can of worms uh, in, in, the, in the sense that uh, it makes us think, well, where does memory really uh, reside? Of course, undeniably, the brain has to do something with it. But there's there must be such a thing as an extra neuronal memory. 
but we don't know exactly how that works. Do you, do you think they're uploading it to a cloud database kind of situation? Oh, no, I really don't think so. Uh, I would be very uh, uh, pleasantly surprised if something like that. Uh, Wait, wouldn't that be would outrageous? Be wouldn't that be outrageous or, if there was like a central tree or something that all the planaria yeah, data was that, uploaded that, to? Yeah, if somebody demonstrates that, all bets are off. But <laughs> I really, scientifically, I don't think that that's the reason. You're saying... but. Yeah. I can be wrong. Uh, just ask my wife. I'm wrong all the time. Yeah, we'll ask her. You're you're, you're saying check. you're saying with with the with the neurons because the tail because when they, when they when they when they cut it in half, like the tail has a memory. The tail never even had a brain before, but it has a nervous system. Right. That's what uh, I, actually, yeah. yeah. Because you know that in uh, our vertebrate nervous system, we have a brain, a central brain, and a spinal cord. Okay. Mm -hmm. Planarians have their own mini brain is uh, and i argue that it's an actual brain but it has two nerve cords uh, not only one okay one per each lobe brain lobe and those two nerve cords are joined by a by a ladder like structure and we don't know exactly what's the physiological significance of that that is so cool okay so it is uh, oh my uh, those worms are uh, are amazing so if you taught uh, a planarian so something like 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 the dish like the rough surface if you toss something to a planarian and then cut it up into 200 pieces, the 200 pieces would remember that. A certain proportion of them will retain a, a, yeah. a, some memory Do, of that. Is there any correlation to, could there any, be any correlation to this in humans? So like when you're born, do you have any knowledge, any kind of knowledge that comes with you when you're born from your parents or something? Uh, who knows? Uh, uh, people talk about, uh, talk a lot about epigenetics. Uh, that is uh, this type of idea that genetics is not the whole uh, story, that the experiences of your, even your grandparents can have a saying on your actual psychology or, or physiology. Right. Uh, but uh, memory, uh, I think that's a little bit of a stretch about a, uh, when people talk about genetic memory, things like that. I don't think there's any evidence for that one, but undeniably there's a uh, traits that are influenced by the experiences of your uh, great-grandparents or grandparents. All right. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. These planaria, they can pass memories onto their children parts. I mean, that's insane. How do they do that? I have no clue. I have no idea. But it's just crazy to think about in your brain. Okay, so we will run the rest of that episode, Onez episode, later on and now let's get back to Noah to learn more about regeneration in other parts of the animal kingdom. Um, regeneration aging in other animals. Okay, we're going to touch on some other animals. We're going to touch on age in other animals, Adam. Okay. Okay. Starfish. They can grow back arms when they are cut off. Okay. Yeah. Nidaria. The family Nidaria. Nidarian. Nidarian. Okay. Make a little jellyfish thing with your hand. Yeah. Okay. Little. That's it. A little squeeze it. Nidaria, which composed of jellyfish and sea anemones, can be isolated to a single cell. So you can take them all the way down to a single cell, and it will come back all the way to make that intact animal. Really? <laughs> From a single cell. Damn. Isn't that insane? Wow. It just take replicates? The, take the animal, take a cell, take it down to one cell, and it just it comes back. That's an anemone or a jellyfish? Yeah. What What is crazy to me, again, obviously their generation is crazy, it's also like the blueprint. It's like they're smart. It's like it just knows where they are at and what they need to do to get to the next step. Yeah, it's incredible. It's so crazy. Um, 
they also exhibit something crazy too. Some Nidaria. Some, I'm gonna stop saying Nidaria because that's losing everyone. Nidaria. 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 I mean, it's a it's a good scientific name for it because you kind of think of a jellyfish. Nidaria. So with 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 a Nidaria, okay, some some jellyfish, okay, they start off start off as a polyp, or some they start off as a polyp, which is like a grass, okay, and then they become like a little like squeezy thing. Uh-huh. A, then they become a little jellyfish-like thing, and it's essentially like a butter, a caterpillar becoming a butterfly. Oh, okay. Okay. A really crazy thing about them is that they, when they need to, can exhibit reverse metamorphosis. <laughs> so they become a grass, then they become like a jellyfish. Yeah. They can actually go. go backwards they can actually go from basically being a butterfly to going back to being a caterpillar. But from jellyfish to polyp? From jellyfish to plant. Why would they want to go from jellyfish to plant? Good. They want to, because sometimes they need to do it for reproduction. Okay. How if they so? feel like, good question. They need, they reproduce as a plant. Yes. Okay. I'll take that. Well, it's crazy value. because the butterfly and the caterpillar, they can reverse it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, now we're going to talk about old shit. But those are all uh, invertebrates, right? Non-backbone. Very good. Species. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for reminding so me. There's dichotomy there. Okay. Not- this is also an in, in invert right here. Okay. Yeah. Spongy sponge. Sponge. It just looks like a sponge. Okay. During an ocean expedition at a depth of 7,000 feet, mm-hmm. which is a shot ton. Okay. 100 feet when you're diving looks like a ton. Discovered a sponge as large as a minivan. Okay. Down 7,000 feet. It's dark. There's this huge, basically like a sponge, literally a sponge that you have in your sink. You just imagine that as big as a minivan. That's basically what it looks like. There's a, there's a picture of That's it. That's so deep. You know, yeah. It's past a mile. Okay. They're, it, they're in a submersible, right? Yeah. It looks like a folded blanket and was dubbed the folded blanket sponge. Okay. <laughs> the sponge, how, how old do you think the sponge was? When are we just going to do mysteries of the deep? So you can get I all know, these I ones know, I know. off your chest. Mysteries of the deep. Can we just do that next episode? I don't know why we haven't. It's been like 12 episodes and we haven't done. Sm- We're not allowed to do mysteries of the deep. Hey, how old do you think the sponge was? Uh, was it like a thousand years old. Okay, how do they know? Higher. They, they carbon date it? They, they had taken samples of coral that were by it. Not sure why they need to take a sample of the sponge. Okay. Okay, how old do you think it was? A uh, hundred years. No, older. I, I said a thousand. Uh, older, older. 10,000? No, it's 4,500 years old. <laughs> okay, estimated. Okay. Okay. Another journal Yeah. Called the aging, called the aging Research Reviews notes that a deep sea sponge from the species, and here comes the butchering, Monorathus chuni. <laughs> oh, chuni. Totally how you say it. Yeah. Lives to be 11,000 years old. Okay. Where is that? Is that another sponge? Yeah, it's another spongy sponge. We're talking about a, like when you go to a tide pool, the sea sponges, like the, yeah. that kind of family. Just like those. If like you go, if you go to a tide. Sea cucumber. It literally looks like a sponge. The thing that you go to a tide pool and you're like, that looks like a sponge. It's That's because it's a sponge. Okay. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. And it is, you know, the oldest, the oldest living thing. Nidaria. Yeah. Let me tell you, 11,000 years old, modern humans are kind of like 200,000 years old because the way, the way that we look. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what is that? Like 5% of that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, so how, how old? 10, 5% of human 10, history. Okay. What was happening 10,000 years ago? 10,000 years ago. Okay. What I would love to know what our direct descendants were doing ten thousand years ago. Yeah, I think they probably had a really good podcast. Yeah, yeah, probably. called called We're Fucking Ancient. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Currently, the world's oldest land. This is a cool one. Currently, the world world's oldest land animal. Okay. Okay. Is a giant tortoise named Jonathan. <laughs> All right. John's a cute little one. Jonathan Jonathan lives on the grounds of the governor's mansion in Saint Helena. 
an island off of West Africa. Okay, and Jonathan just crawls around eating lettuce. Like what? Like there's no country called West Africa, right? The West, uh, it's a- West island, of Africa? an island off West Africa. <laughs> Africa's fucking huge. <laughs> an island about? in the in the world. An island I know. off of Africa. I'm just telling you what the article said. Okay. Which, why? What? Which island? Saint Helena. Saint Helena. Okay. Okay. Is he being this. cared for? Just shut up. Let yeah. me t- let me tell you how old it was. Yeah. yeah, he's being cared for by the governor. Okay. It has lived through both world wars. <laughs> It's lived through the Civil War. Yeah. It's lived through the Indian Wars and the opening of the American West. <laughs> okay. The year it was born yeah. was the year Chicago officially became a city. Okay. When it was born, the eighth president was being inaugurated. We are now on the 45th president. Okay. The tortoise is 187 years old. <laughs> okay. It's an old ass tortoise. Okay. It's right. like Nana. Okay. Oh, Nana. Nana, shout out. We love you. Nana's not that old. Nana's like 120. No, she's actually 87. There you go. 100 years, 100 years younger. All right. For mammals, Adam. Yeah. Now we're going back to mammals like me and you. Wait, wait. The tortoises, how did they get to be so old? What's the secret of the tortoise? I'm not sure. Okay. I wanted to go into secrets, but then we're going to be here. We're going to be here all day. There's some, they're just saying that there's some animals that they don't use stem cells like planaria do. They just have like regenerative properties in their organs. Like so the, I have it for the, for the whale. I have it for, I have it yeah, for the whale. I'm not sure the tortoise is secret. Um, for mammals, the, the bowhead whale can live far past 200. Okay. Some of, some have been documented at like 280 years old. None currently alive now that we, Oh, you said land, land animal for tortoise, land mammal for tortoise. 187 is the, is the oldest. Okay. And then bowhead whale, the bowhead whale, is the oldest li- old the mammal that lives the longest can live past two hundred years old? Oh my god! Okay, that's ex- that's it was so basically it was like eighteen hundred. Imagine the amount of fucking that whale did. Oh my god! <laughs> so much get whale. around, around, get around. You can imagine <laughs> the experience that it can has. Ma- you can imagine? Are they monogamous? Being a monogamous whale? Absolutely fucking not. You can imagine being monogamous for two hundred years, babe. I love you. I've been monogamous with with my amazing fiance for a thousand years. That's a lot Besides that, there's no way that the bowhead whale is monogamous for 200 years. Imagine the amount of whale vagina that thing has seen. <laughs> 200 years. <laughs> the stories that and that whale we, penis stories that that wiener stories that that wiener could tell. Yeah, or that vagina. For mammals, the bowhead whale can imagine back. all the barnacles God damn on it. the penis after 200 years. Uh, it's a rough penis. <laughs> Supposedly, the whale women—they're into the barnacle on the penis. <laughs> That's what they said. That's we, what they say. We interviewed. Them they say get they, when we interviewed them. They said get more barnacle on that wiener. Yep. It's like an anal attachment on the dildy. Yep. For mammals, <laughs> for mammals, the okay, a group that has sequenced the DNA of the bowhead whale found that they have 80, 80 genes that contribute to DNA repair differently from that of humans. Okay, so they have eighty genes inside their cells that basically re- they repair their DNA differently than us. Some cool. groups studying the whale hope to isolate a gene that can be put into mice, which age a hundred times faster than humans, to see if it affects their aging process. Holy cow! Okay, that, that's that's amazing. Yeah. So they're they're studying whales, basically, and they're trying to right, right. use the whale gene, trying to, to get it into our animal testing right, kind of right, pipeline. Exactly. With mice and pigs, and right? Stuff. But you can imagine the bowhead whale like lives like under ice. Holy shit. And it's like, un, you can imagine how unbelievably difficult it is to study that thing. Is it in Antarctica kind of whale? Yeah. Where, the, where picture, we living? the picture I saw of it is just like, it's an ice picture. It's like under an iceberg. What does it look like in terms of whale? Like a fucking whale or? Big ass whale. <laughs> that's what it fucking looks like. Big ass whale. And it's sick. Oh, we should awesome. do a whale episode. Yeah. We're, we're going to need to do a whale episode. Yeah. Shout out to Spying on Whales. Great book about whales. Yeah. Okay. Um, I and I just want to touch on this. Okay, this has nothing to do it, but the industry of aging. I think this is really interesting. 
Okay, because this industry is is growing a lot. The industry of anti aging, basically. There's a lot of startups, absolutely, that um, have gotten a lot of funding mm-hmm. to make anti aging stuff. Bank of America has forecasted that the anti aging market currently valued at 110 billion. This is actually bad news, right? What if the what if the boomers just kind of stayed in control of everything for hundreds more years? So you want the anti you want the anti aging to be a little <laughs> just more? Like, can it wait like twenty or can thirty it, can years? Can it wait? Can it wait a little bit? Yeah. So currently valued, shout out to the boomers. We love you. Okay. Currently valued a hundred. Respect boomers. Respect. But you know, really shout out to the millennials though. So anti-aging market currently valued 110 billion will balloon to 610 billion. So it's going to, so the, the market's going to go from 110 billion to 610 billion. How the fuck did they come up with that number? I'm just I'm like, big from, how do you do mar- Frerica? Market research. I don't know. In, betr- in, betr- in between charging me, in between charging me overdraft fees. They, they they come and came up with this number, right? If the board mean they're like if they Noah's keep, overdraft, if fees. they keep charging Noah White's been overdraft fees, then the anti aging market's gonna get six hundred ten billion. And I almost spilled my dirty chai. Yeah. All right. So six hundred ten billion, just to put it in context for, for everyone, it's that this is more than twice the total revenue of Amazon. Yeah. You didn't make a sound that I wanted. It's more than so Amazon, huge company, right? Mm-hmm. This is twice the revenue. Well, it takes approximately ninety years to count to one billion. Right, so the six hundred and ten billion—that's how big the market is going to be. Yeah, it's unbelievable for anti-aging shit. Uh huh. Okay, Adam, tell us, tell us what what we want to know here. Uh huh. Is it possible to cure aging? Is this even a real thing? Or is this a pipe dream? Oh my God, let's talk about it. I'm gonna take. Let's, 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 let's do a toast. Let's, let's do a toast. Yeah, let's do a toast. Okay, to- toast, a toast, a toast to Marco. Toast to Marco. Okay. Marco. A toast to all the listeners. You guys fucking rock. Grab, grab, grab your drink. A toast to the bowheaded whale. Toast to the bowheaded whale so and its long. barnacle the and things it that you've seen and its barnacle dick. The whale <laughs> sex that you've had and the whale sex the that you've had on your whale. Penis. No way you're monogamous for two hundred years. My ass, you're monogamous for two hundred years. Teach us, teach us, us how, your ways. Teach us your ways. To you, listener, drink your dirty chai. Bowed I'm whale. gonna not make a, a gulping sound in my mic because that's gross. Mm. Don't make an outbreath sound either. Lou, I hate that. Sweet. All Lou. right, is aging curable, Adam? Okay. Is aging curable? Is regenesis even possible in humans? So first of all, if planarians can do this, why can't we do it? Many features of the planarian brain are reminiscent of our more complex vertebrate brain. That's why they're being studied. So this simple worm, the planaria, therefore is suggested as a living example of the early evolution of the vertebrate brain, like we have been saying over and over again. So if planarians can do it, can't we do it? That's the whole point of the research. So... Important to point out, we can already regenerate. What can we regenerate? We can regenerate our wounds. We heal from cuts and scrapes and surgeries. You never healed really from the knee surgery. You can't really jump anymore or play effective sports, as I know. I've <laughs> been on your team many times. Uh, always we are making new skin, you know, new blood and new lines for our stomach and intestines and lungs. I would love a new stomach if somehow we can come up with that. I would order one right away to get the Jewish, non-Jewish version of a stomach. I wish I could have gotten a new ACL. Yeah, I did get a new ACL from a cadaver. It didn't work very well. Did you? Yeah, it was a right, it was right. a new one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know, we that's a replacement. Oh, that, yeah, that is because that's because they put the ACL in and it healed. It healed around it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's not cheap, right? No. No, it's not. Okay. So our liver, also, as I was saying, we can our liver can regenerate to an extent after it has been damaged. Liver donors can offer up half of their organ, and the body will regrow the removed portion. So wounds in liver. The third thing to mention here about is aging curable is that we do possess stem cells. Just not in the way the planarias do. 
humans that we have stem cells that help help maintain these vital organs throughout our lifetime. They remain dormant, coming to active, active. Well, whoo! Let's come. go. It's because you can't drink Whee! your caffeine beverage. Coming to activate because it's not work because of the stupid straw. Basically, they activate when the tissue um, is required, when it requires these stem cells to activate and repair it, the tissue. Also available in the birth fluid, right when you're a little embryo. Although these stem cells are not adult stem cells and are used to make a variety of other tissues. So a couple studies about aging and is it curable in humans? Well, I mentioned, why don't we just inject these stem cells into any kind of organ that we need? Because it makes this horrible thing called teratoma, which is a, literally a combination Gross. of fucking hair and brains and, and teeth and other oh tissue. My, oh, so it just fucking like, it yeah, just look, go, oh, what? There's a movie about, I feel like there's a, it, it's, it's pretty horrifying. So we can't just do that. We can't just inject them because it just, it just regenerates and it doesn't, it doesn't know what well. tissue, like you were talking about Dude, the little computer. It doesn't know what tissue to be in, um, What's that, that book series? The sci-fi series? You know what I'm talking about? The, the sci-fi yeah. series? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Harry Potter. <laughs> Great. And now... God damn it. Mm-hmm. Can't think of it. Keep going. Sorry. Shaving Ryan's Privates. No. What is the sci-fi Harry series? Harry Potter and I don't Chamber even care. Secrets. The Expanse. Maybe you've, maybe you've seen it on Amazon. Pirates XXX Stagnati's Revenge. Okay. I hate you. Keep going. Okay. Um, so that's why we can't inject those. Enhance. Eyeballs. At Osaka University in Japan, biologists have discovered a new way to nurture and grow tissues that make up the human eyeball. Um, we are able to grow things now, Noah, like retinas, like corneas, like eye lens, and more, using only a small sample of adult skin. In another study, doctors recently injected stem cells. Okay, and when we're talking about stem cells and we're talking about how they work, it's, it gets very complicated very quickly in these papers. So we're keeping it on a real high level with them. But things, I mean, this is cutting edge science. So there isn't a lot of popular discourse about it and how they work because it's very complicated. Okay? Right. So doctors recently injected stem cells into the damaged spine of a paralyzed, poor, poor guy, 21-year-old man. Three months later, he showed dramatic improvement in the sensation in both of his arms. Really? Yes. Okay. This is a study done in 2018. Very cool. So how about building organs artificially with something yeah, like a me. 3D printer? How about a three, 3D lung printing? 3D lung printing, it's now a thing. This woman's name is Martine Rothblatt. She's the founder of Sirius Satellite Radio. Great, great thing. If you have it available in your car, it's fantastic. It's like $5 a month. Okay, it has Yacht Rock Radio, which is really, really great in the summer. Nothing from you. I, I'm interested. I, I'm, 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 I'm interested. What does she, she founded do? United Therapeutics. So teaming up with the world's largest 3D printing company called 3D Systems. They have the dream of building what's called, what she called a bioprinter. So obviously that's capable of generating human organs, in this case, human lungs. Okay, so you have the lung, right? But you still have a problem, Noah. The problem is you have to get human cells to like activate the organ. You have to inject Wait, cells. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In so they can grow the lung? They can grow the structure with 3D bioprinting now. 3D yes. bio, 3D bioprinting. This, this is this year. Yes. Can I just say that our friend Mike 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 Chacon, Yeah, he he got so one of my friends he he got a three D printer in his house, and so he just prints himself little objects. Can you imagine if you had a three D printer in your house? I would just print yourself like a medical, like a lung. Unbelievable, right? Yeah, a little med kit that you could just give yourself. Yeah, like a new face. You know, if you needed. Um, okay, so the thing about this one, you need to inject it with cells in order for it to become activated. For example, based off the 2018 study, 
there is a Harvard research team that took a pig lung out of a pig and cleaned the cells off of it. Then they injected human cells and put it back into the pig and it worked okay. The paper says it worked reasonably well. I don't know what that means. It's not very scientific. What are they trying to prove there? They're trying to prove that you could take that you um you could inject cells into these organs that have been printed or cleaned, and then they would still work. Inject cells into organs that have because been you can have the structure, but you need it to become infused with cells in order for it to work. Right, activated right. into a body, you right. can't just like put the structure into a body because it, it won't work. won't acclimate. Right. Okay. Okay. So is that what they're having trouble with? Well, they did it on a pig. So it's like, right, rats, pigs, right. humans. So they can print the lung, but they can't get it to activate in the body. Well, it's like, how do you do, how do you do, one of the problems is, how do you do human trials on this kind of stuff? You know, because the mistake is so costly. How do you do cutting edge science on this on a live person? I don't know. Maybe if it's, if it's like a last resort for that person or something. You know what I mean? Is that yeah. how, is that how these breakthroughs happen? Maybe. I mean. Yeah, I mean, even like when you think about the pig, like some of this stuff is so brutal to conduct. Absolutely. Just conducting that kind of research is brutal. Yeah. Um, so is progenesis possible? We also share genes with the planaria. A gene shared in our genetic code links us to planaria. In humans, the gene is used in some stem cells to produce new kind of blood cells, while in our planarian ancestors, maybe, or in some ways ancestors, it is important for stem cells to divide and produce child cells. So we, sh- we have overlap a tiny bit in our genetics, right? And they have the ability to do this stuff. So therefore, why don't we have the ability by the transitive property of identity, which we discussed in the, sh- in the ship at Theseus. Okay, so the last thing I'm going to mention, you're going to like this one, is a company called Ambrosia. Are you familiar with it? Um, no. It is... It was a San Francisco is a San Francisco based startup, which was the inspiration for the Silicon Valley episode, the Blood Boy episode. Do you know that? Okay. Episode? Yes. 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 Yeah. Explain that to so me. In a great that episode, episode. Uh, like the CEO, what's his name? The CEO of of Huli and Huli Chat. He comes into this meeting and he has a, like a young, fit twenty five year old with him. Right. And he just gives him a. He just like puts in an IV and he's getting the blood from the twenty five year old. He's getting a transfusion of young blood to help with his like anti aging. Like while he's conducting, radio, right, right, right. giving a presentation. So that's supposed to be funny, right? But what this, this is an actual startup. And what it does is it replaces old blood with young blood. With the founder's quotes from a recent publication being, the effects seem to be almost permanent. Okay, he says. It's almost like there's a resetting of the gene expression when you do this. Wow. Okay. This, this company got like a series B of $50 million. So there's tons of money in this stuff. Tons of money. And this company, well, they're just replacing, when you replace young, I mean, old blood with young blood, it makes a huge difference. That's all, And that's all you have to do. That's basically like all just you replace have, young blood into a body that's compatible with it. That's like all you have to do. So is aging curable? Is regenesis possible? Yeah. Yes, it is. I mean, we're, whoever cracks the code of, the, of Planarian and really figures out how that microcomputer, like you were talking about, figures out what cells right. like, and, w- and where and when to use them is going to be like, a, I mean, it's going to be going to be huge. Right. I wonder if we'll ever crack that code. And there, uh, there's much more reasonable things such as growing, just, just growing back an organ and being able to replace it in. Yeah. But imagine if we, like, we were just like had organ farms where we were just growing organs and shit. Like we were like, oh, you need a new heart. Okay, go to the yeah, farm here. here you go. Oh, you have a Jewish stomach. Here's a regular shiksa. Yeah. Gentile, oh, you were born a Gentile Jew. Gentile stomach. Okay, here's yeah. Right. You know, is that is that the future? Is that a future you want to live in? It's a different discussion. That's probably a great discussion for open kimono, which happens right now. now. And I'm gonna take it. 
um, go ahead. Uh, it, it, it's scary. It, so here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. I just feel like the shutting down of scientific progress is not good. Uh, okay. How do you mean? So I feel like in order for us, right, to to achieve our destiny, to get to the stars, right, to travel at the space. Oh, your destiny, huh? I think the human destiny. Well, uh, I mean, that's what people thought when they were conquering the West, right? It was their destiny, and they killed a lot of people in the process. For sure. Uh-huh. Okay. But I think we need to get to the stars. Okay. I want to explore. I want us to explore other planets. I think to do that, you can't stop this kind of cutting-edge science. But in Sapiens, the book Sapiens, what he says is basically the increase in technology, while it leads to a longer life, it leads to a much more miserable life. Hmm. That's his big argument. Hmm. Is that technology leads to, you know, longer age, more prosperity for the species as a whole. Yeah. But it's worse for the individual. In what way is it worse for the individual? It's a depression, living in modern society, not getting to go hunt with your boys every day. What if you got to wake up? I always think about this. You get to wake up. I think about it as like living but not feeling alive. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're backpacking and you're out there, you know, some people, when you're climbing maybe whatever people's release are. And sometimes even when I'm cooking, I get to feel like a real vegetable. For sure. You know, you feel like life. You feel more alive and like you're part of this universe of consciousness of like this flow of the universe. It's kind of like hoity-toity a little bit. No, 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 no. But, I get it. Um, and when you're going through modern life and you just have like the minutia of modern life, like taking out the trash and like walking the dog and like computer, 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 computer it can computer. feel like you're, you're almost in this kind of zombie, especially now in this kind of zombie like state. And you're cut off from all the other life. Yeah. So I think that's what he's talking about is like, I mean, as we get more digital, even like when people are telecommuting now all the time, you really are like you telecommute on your computer and then you go like watch Netflix in the other room. Like what kind of life? How much well, life are you living at that point? I don't know. Especially now. Yeah. Where it's I love telecommuting, by the way. I'm not <laughs> saying it's bad. Now, now when it's brutal is that, well, I, and we're the biggest proponents of working remote ever. So I've worked remote for like four years. Bowheaded whale. Bowheaded whale. When people are working remote, then you have a Zoom call that's remote. Yeah. Right? Then you watch TV. It's just like, it just, it's tough. So anyway, that's what he says in Sapiens is that it's, it's, it, technology leads to more misery for the individual. Yeah. I totally agree. And I feel like with the organ stuff, with all this stuff, I don't see how it could not lead to a lot of misery. Yeah. I I think that uh, it's hard, following up with what you said about it being more miserable, miserable, it's hard to read about this stuff and not see where the problems are going to arise with, you know, this, this is obviously, even if we have these treatments, it's going to be extremely expensive. It's going to be probably, you know, sectioned off for the very rich of us, which are going to live forever. You know, there's so much money and so much capital devoted to this. It's going to, these are going to be money making enterprises. These are not going to be publicly available, you know, unless we change something drastically. So there's, it's going to be a dark side to all of this as well. We might have a class of people that does live forever and the other, and everyone else kind of just dies off, comes and goes. What if we could shut, I'm going to ask you the other question. If we could just shut. So like, what if you got to wake up every morning? All right. And you're like, you just got, you got together with your boys and you're like, let's go hunting. That was your day. You want you to so you get to hang out all what about day. My girls, my girls come. You know, the girls, the girls come. You know, the maybe they're back in the village. They come too. You know, yeah. Inclusive. It's an inclusive tribe. Our tribe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let me tell you in that tribe. Let me let me tell you what there wouldn't be. What? Tell me. As we've talked about in the monogamy episode. Oh, because you have the village because it's to not raise the child. because you have the village to help you raise the child, and because it's not a very complicated modern society, you would not need to be monogamous to raise a child, and there would not be monogamy there. 
Yeah, in the village. No, there would not be. There'd be stupping. Yeah, Stup village. What were you gonna ask me? If you live in the village, anyway, does it feel good to be alive. No, I was gonna. I was. It definitely does. I was gonna ask you if you could switch everything back. You can switch everything back to when you could basically be an Indian. You could switch the whole world back to being native people, and you get to live like an Indian. But you get, you know, you'd get to start from a child, so you wouldn't just be like a soft male that you are and go back there now. You mean like almost a pre-agrarian existence? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the cutoff, right? Yeah. As soon as we got agriculture, we got industry, and we got giant cities, industrial and revolution, modern life. Right. Exactly. Pre-agriculture is more like a nomadic tribe group of people. Right. What would I choose? Yeah. Would you choose to be born in the time now or born then? I mean, you know. Things you, were brutal back then, you too. Can, absolutely brutal. Death was everywhere. I mean, you can romanticize it, right? We have it really easy. We have a soft life. I'm a soft little boy. I'm a I soft, sit here yeah. in my air conditioning, you know, and I just, I'm on my computer, you know, and that's my life, basically. So would I do that? Um, it'd be, it'd be, I'd probably feel more alive in some ways. You would have to say. So, okay. So with backpacking. Yeah. Okay. It's a harder existence. Right, right. Like, you have to fucking carry your shit. Getting water is difficult. Yeah. Like, taking a poo is is really difficult, actually, to be hygienic. It's, like, hard. Uh-huh. It's a lot of work. Um, I just, it's like, when, when you when you think about that, right, it's, it's, like, it's more difficult, but it's, like, and there's things you stress about, but it's almost less stress. Because you're just, like, you're just wor- you just want to eat. Are you just worried about getting water? It's almost like it's almost more freeing. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, I think everyone agree that modern life has it's just so complicated now. It has tons of extra stresses, which is why depression, you know, is through the roof. There's just so much to think about now. Right. Like me. Like me, they didn't have to think about their credit score. Right. Like you me, know? me and Ashley today, we're just stressing about like we want to refinance all the houses, yeah. all the houses we have. We want to refinance all them, and it's just like this pile of just nonsense to yep, like refinance in this in a system that's made up finance currency totally, it's all made up i totally agree so maybe maybe we don't want this stuff i don't know i don't i don't think we want suffering but you know we have to we have to be careful with this stuff because it can, can come back to bite us as we've we've read about so many science fiction true books. but science does need to move forward for yeah. us for us to solve stuff so i i think that we have we have to move forward and shit's just gonna fucking it, I mean, that's the way of it. It will move forward. It's a lot to think about. Um, where can people find us? Guys, we love you listeners. Let me tell you how much we love you. We love you a lot. A lot. Okay? Yeah. You can fi- you can What you can do for the pod? First of all, just subscribe. Please. You, you like the pod? Hit the subscribe like said, button. It's right there on your phone. It's right there on your phone. Hit the subscribe. It's, it's there. Do, do it. it on your phone. Okay, wait. Do it right now? Okay. It's done. And now do it. And now do it. They the other it. thing you can do... On Apple Podcasts, send us a weird thing in your review. Yeah, in your weird, in your five star review, just write something literally strange. write write something re- as weird as you can. Yeah, just write it in there. Put yeah. five stars and then put something weird. Tongue eating louse is always yeah always a popular one. Put I hate dirty chai. I love dirty chai. Yeah, how do you feel? What's your favorite caffeine drink? What's your favorite caffeine drink? Put whatever. Put something you want us to do. Yeah, run around. Okay. Um, shout out to. Shout out to Sarah's boyfriends. Shout out to Sarah's Shout boyfriends, out to the bow-headed whale. Shout out to the bow-headed whale and his penis. Shout out to no monogamy in, a, in uh, Native American villages, probably. There's no way. Shout right? out to the challenges of modern life. We know Shout out to the challenges of modern life. Everyone's going through right now. Absolutely. Yep. That everyone's going through. Yep. Shout out to all our listeners. We hope you're staying well. We hope you are staying well. Okay, we we'll love you. We hope... Uh,